Hey, folks. Happy New Year. It's finally here. 2018. Anyways, guys, what's up? Today's podcast, I will be joined by one of my good friends. You know, I've had him on the show before. And we talked about a lot of stuff last time. I think I was like, from conspiracies to whether aliens are real or, I mean, just a bunch of different shit last time. Just a bunch of different things, uh, 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 a couple of fight things. But now it's been a long time. It's been like, it's been a, it's been a while since we had him on. So I, I wanted to start 2018 off big. I was about to say 17 again, but look at me saying that. But um, yeah. Walter Salcedo, I don't know if I keep saying the name right, but uh, we definitely will be uh, talking about a lot more than just fights. Obviously, UFC 219 just wrapped up, but we will mainly just talk about just whatever comes to mind. I told him we're going to have a good show. It's going to be a great show. That's all I planned for 2018 is big shows. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast, episode 134 of the GME MMA show with Walter Salcedo. We'll talk fights. We'll talk world news. We'll talk about everything. It's going to be a good show. We're just going to see where the where our mind goes. You know, I told him I was going to get stoned before I do the show. And I always do that. I mean, I always do before. Those are the best shows. They're the most fun. Joe does them like all the time, but yeah. We'll definitely have a good show with this with this one. I hope you guys enjoy. Happy New Year's, guys. Now let's get to episode 134 of the G Meager MMA Show. What's up, guys? Boom, we're alive. Episode 134 of the G Meager MMA Show. First episode of 2018, ladies and gentlemen. It's nice to be back. What a new year. I've been planning for this episode for a long time. I've been thinking about it for quite some time as well. But it's, anyways, it's a new year. And the holidays have now wrapped up. It is beautiful January. It is beautiful 2018. Beautiful January 3rd, 2018. Brand new episode, like I said. Brand new year. Brand new opportunities. Brand new everything. But the main thing is we're here in a new year. We've got a big year planned. Just just a, a normal year planned in general. You know, obviously it's a new year. It's a new opportunities for everybody to do new things. When it comes to me, you know, just keep doing things. Get more guests. And in fact, with more guests, we'll be joined by Walter Salcedo, a good friend of mine. Me and him, me, me and him have talked, you know, through social media, through Twitter, and and we had a podcast. I don't remember actually exactly what episode it was, but we did have a podcast with him, and um, it was it was a good one. Like I said early early on before we started, was like we talked about aliens, we talked about conspiracies, we talked about fights, and and now with this this whole this whole this whole side. Now it's 2018. Now it's, it's. I think it's been literally like 20 episodes, almost over 20 episodes that it's been since we've had him on here. But he's one of the reoccurring guests. You know, Dylan was one of the reoccurring guests, and we're just gonna have reoccurring guests, and we're gonna have more guests. And we're we're gonna just ramp up the amount of guests we have because it's, it's it's fun for me. Like I love to, I love to talk. I could talk for hours. Like I've been thinking about what I want what I wanted to be saying for like the longest time, but um. 
Yeah, like I said, today today's episode we're basically just gonna cover. We're gonna cover a lot actually. We're gonna, before we get to Walter in a few minutes, um, let me run down today's uh, schedule. Well, I kind of wanted to let you guys know just so you. We'll we'll talk. We're gonna talk about the fights, but you know I have some things in mind. I can't really necessarily say, but you know, just some just some fun things. We're actually gonna see where it goes. You know, you don't really need to have a, a, a set list of things you're gonna talk about. You can have like a quick little like you know summary, but you know, mainly it's just like we just flow. That's the thing you gotta understand. It's just we just flow here on this on this on this podcast, and, and that's what I feel like we should do. About five, I think five minutes. I told him that we were gonna. I, t- I told him that I was gonna get loaded before I started. It's because I think last time we did one, I think he was the one that was that was loaded. I was the one that wasn't. But then again, like back when I said, like back when I did that, that was back when early, early, early start. You know, I feel like I was I was really amateurish back then. Now I'm more comfortable with the voice. Now I'm more comfortable with talking. And now we can probably talk for hours about a bunch of different funny shit. A bunch of different shit. From the conspiracies. We can ramp up the conspiracies to the SpaceX launch. To why people possibly assumed that that was something in relation to UFOs or aliens. There's a lot of different shit we could talk about. That's one of my few things. I might bring that up in a little and 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 a little bit, but also talk about some things that I've necessarily been thinking about, you know, when it comes to like today's generation, you know, just relate it to it from from the way we communicate to people with people, from the way that we we think, from the way that we profile people, from just a bunch of different shit. Just there's so much shit to talk about, like I said. And that's why I wanted you guys to have one of the best episodes you know, the last episode I said was the best episode, but honestly, I'm honestly going to have every single episode be the possible best episode that we've possibly ever had. No, not possibly, actually, mean, meaning we, you know, every single episode, I just, I just try to make it feel more and more comfortable. I know it's been two and a half years, but, um, you know, we're still getting comfortable when it comes to guests and wrap up the more, more guests we have, the better it's going to be and the more comfortable it's going to be. I mean, with Walter, it's not, it's not like we're just going to have him on the podcast. We're having him on the podcast, but, you know, for me, when I have people on the podcast necessarily, I have them on just to have a conversation. I don't have them on to, to you know, interview them or, you know, talk about these. I mean, I interview them, but, you know, it's it's not it's not like a regular interview to sit there and we have a, a casual conversation and just happen to be live. But anyways, like I said, we are live. How's it going, man? Good, good. Uh, it's been a long time. For for I don't know if anyone else has known, but I think that like last episode we talked about like a bunch of like bunch of exciting stuff, a bunch of different. I think we talked about like aliens. Talked about just a bunch of different like interesting stuff. And and now that like the time has gone by, there's been so much shit that's happened. It makes for uh, like pr- proper con- like fun conversations. Yeah, like with the. Did you see that SpaceX launch? Yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. Uh, I, I was joking because uh, my mom called me all scared. You know, she thought uh, my grandma was took it out because uh, she thought my mother was coming. Whoa, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's just a rocket, space rocket. We live down here in Southern California, so we saw everything live. I mean, 
yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like, why, why are people, you know, I was, I was looking at Twitter when that happened. And then, and then, by the way, I'm on Twitter all the time. Like, there, there's not a day that I don't go on there. I always retweet stuff. I've always, I, it's, it's fun for me to see what it is people do on there. Like, looking at people, individual people's comments from, from how many likes someone has, how many follows to what they put when it comes to clickbait or if it comes to all this other stuff. I just, I just, it, like, like some of us, I like, believe it or not, I actually do look at a lot of your, a uh, lot of your posts that you do, like the brain one, and then the the one about the brain or something with, like, so much, like, like, uh, so, so you just think about those and you post them, or it, does it, is it just, like, automatically, you, you do it on your own, or how does that work? phone clicked off. Yeah, this, this, this phone just, uh, like, I really pushed, I think I pushed the wrong button. This phone's so sensitive. But, uh, yeah, I heard you working out, too. What were you saying? Um, no, man, I just kind of, uh, find you just different, um, different topics are interesting from science to like mushrooms and how they rewire your brain a lot of medicine stuff i've been in the medical field for a while so most things that that i find interesting i just tweet them out you know a lot of uh, a lot of different topics too so yeah same thing twitter you find a lot of interesting shit <laughs> you do you see a lot of it and, and um one thing that i've always been that i've been mentioning the last couple last maybe few episodes a few weeks has been the advance like not just the fact that we have Twitter now, we have all these different things. It's just like the connections, like how we how we're able to have all this connection, all this freedom to talk about anything you want, talk about whatever you want to anybody or anything like that. And I was I was just look, I was just thinking, like I think about this stuff like all the time. Like I I think about it to myself. Like you are able to say anything you want to anyone and have them respond, and if they want to get upset they have all the choices to be upset like they have the choice to be upset they have the choice to get angry you choose what you, what it is you want to do and i was thinking like um like i was saying like uh, we're talking about the the anchor app but um 
it's it's really helpful for people that you know may not have as much time as as they need you know for like when it comes to like podcasts you know it's like i can't completely just get ready and get all this stuff set up and if you're just trying to broadcast your voice then i think it's the best thing for you and depending on it what it is that you talk about attracts the most people though like it's it like uh how is your podcast are you still on it yeah Oh, can you, uh, can you hear? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, are, aren't you still doing a podcast? No, actually, we haven't done one in about uh, wow, almost two two years now. Yeah, what? the last podcast we did was um, uh, me and Bobby did a podcast live at uh, Data Busters for the Ronda Rousey Halloween Party. So we did a podcast before the, uh, the show the fight. So that was pretty cool. But uh, no, man, I haven't done. I mean, uh, oh, you know what? No, I did do one with um, uh, a really cool dude. He was a, he's actually a, a, a cut man. Crime fighting uh, cut man. He's a really cool dude. Um, he did, let's see. No, I did yeah, but with Bobby as far as MMA. Because I did other things as well. Like, you know, uh, other comedians. And, uh, and, you know, like the cut man, Mike Rodriguez. We, uh, you know, he's a detective also, uh, so it was really interesting, man. He calls himself the, the, the crime fighting cut man. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, as far as I'm a man with Bobby, um, which who, by the way, is fighting, uh, Bobby Green, fighting, uh, uh, in Charlotte, UFC on Fox in Charlotte on the 28th, I want to say, of this month. Uh, I'm actually going to fly out there. Who's he fighting? Show some, uh, show some support, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we haven't had a podcast in a while, man. Um, we used to record it live, uh, face to face. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a, it was, you get a different vibe, you know, when you're in front of someone. Conversations are different, you know. And that's Twitter. People get so brave on Twitter because there, there isn't that, um, there's no barriers. Look at someone. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, a lot of, there's a lot of angry people on Twitter, and that's it. Uh, the things I'm trying to do this year is to, I'm going to really try to stay away from politics on Twitter because there's a lot of angry people, man. Oh, man. I can I, I know. I, I, I look at... You wouldn't shake your face, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you do this, but I find myself, like, when I'm bored and I'm sitting on my phone, like, I'll go on Twitter and I'll look at everything that's going on. Like, you, there, where you... Where you go to search, where you go to type in somebody's user account, it shows you the things that are trending, and I always look at them. Like, I always see people talking about, from from the president to 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 do different nuclear stuff, like, there's the whole bunch of just people talking about Trump. Retreats, retreats, retreats. I just look on it, I'm like, these people, and then I go and I read the comments, and I'm just like, damn! I was like, there's so much on here. It's like, it's like Twitter is like an earth for people to say whatever they need. I don't know if you've seen that that tweet by him. It, it... <laughs> I did. I retweeted it. And, um, but uh, see, I try to, I'm going to joke with it now. You know, I'm just trying to say stupid things out there. Yeah. I'm really not going to try to engage with people, you know, because it's not worth it. You know, you never get to see people. You don't know who they are. They're hiding behind a stupid, you know, meme or, I mean, uh, a, a profile pic that isn't even them, you know? Some weird name. It's probably like Conor McGregor or something. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. 
and they probably have like 23 followers or something. Like, it's usually those people. I usually go and I look at their accounts, and it's usually like 23. Like they have like 23 followers or something like that. And I'm like, really? It's like it's like they just get on Twitter just to harass you or just to tell you something like that. It's a crazy world we live in with people people having to get their ego off of off of the soul. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's trippy. That's trippy to see the, the, the twists and turns that we've made. Back when I was younger, I could have never talk, uh, felt good about talking shit to somebody online. That's like the farthest thing away. Like, to be honest with you, I wouldn't go and say that to someone in real life. Like, like I mean, there there are times where people do say things online that fighters, not just fighters, but anybody may not like. But in, in a way, it could be true. Like, the facts are true. It's just hard for them to see people on the outside. Like, they don't know the truth or they're not in here or they don't know what goes on. But in reality, it's like sometimes there's people don't they just don't like the facts. People don't like to hear the truth. That's the thing. From 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 the truth, all the way to being told be being told something they don't want. Like, like for example, like when uh, I think it was when Holly Holm originally like this is a, this is one of the things I thought about was like when Holly Holm first was uh considered before she was in, before she was gonna fight Betch. I looked at it and I was like, you know, Holly Holm is. If she beats Betch, or when she beats Betch, she's going to be one and three in her last four. I was like, but this still is one of the most anticipated fights of all time. I've been waiting for this fight since Holly became the champion against Ronda. And, and now that it happened, I still can't believe that it happened. I'm still sitting here thinking, this fight just happened. And and it, it, I, can't, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, Did you watch that fight? Fight for Holly. <laughs> she kicked her ass, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, Holly is a trip, though, because here's the tough thing about Holly when she fought for the title already. You know, there is no other featherweight out there. I, I think the, the next uh, women's featherweight was Megan Anderson, and she's going to fight. Well, word on the street is she's going to fight uh, Cyborg. Um, but that's not, you know, it's not a done deal. There just aren't any other featherweight, you know? That's why Holly Holm, even though she was one and three, um, well, one and four, before she fought the cyborg, um, you know, it's, it's just there's nobody else out there, you know? And, and the size, um, you know, Holly's a true, a true featherweight. She can stay at 145. I heard some people talking about Amanda Nunes. Now, I would be down for that. I mean, Amanda's come so far. Like, she, she went from being beaten by Amanda, uh, by Kat Zingano to to dethroning Misha Tate and, and stopping Ronda Rousey. Like, a lot of people don't don't look at the um, 
career of Amanda Nunes, but we've we're we're in this era, we're in the shift of new champions. Now we've got Robert Whitaker. Now we've got uh, obviously TJ Dillashaw, fantastic Mighty Mouse. We've got we had people like Joanna, like a lot of people just breaking all these fantastic records, and and now like with Max and stuff, and and every everyone's the the shift's changing, and and the landscapes is changing, so. We're we're down for some good fights and and down in this year. And I feel like it's gonna be another great year for the UFC. That's a good fight now. Now you know, like a couple years ago, or maybe like a year or two, maybe maybe like a year ago, when, when Taiwan very very first started talking about GSP. You know, when I watched his fights with um his his fights before the Stephen Thompson fight and before the Robbie Lawler fight, I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, I just can't. I, I see him slowing down. I just can't see him keeping the kind of pace that George can keep for five whole rounds. I've seen Tyron Woodley fade before. But after he fought Stephen Thompson, believe it or not, I actually thought that he could contend because he's used his cardio. Yes. Oh, shit. Did the fucking phone hang up again? God damn it. God damn it. We're in the middle of a fucking great phone call and a great conversation. I'm sorry. This phone just, just does not like me. Um, your phone number, does that work? Yeah, let's, uh, just message me. I, was, I wasn't going to say it out loud. <laughs> oh, we still recording? Uh, oh yeah, we've been, we've been live, but I think, uh, this app, Anchor, has it to where, um, broken down in the segment so it's five minutes every single segment so every single segment you just keep re-going re and re-going and re-going but it's uh like i said it's a pretty good app though like i know brendan uses it brendan shop they have a fantastic podcast i love them those were like his podcast joe's uh, I, I listen to anik and florian I, I mostly listen to joe's and brendan and brian's Primarily, but if there's a certain guest that I know is going to be on, on another podcast and like like somebody that really intrigues me, I'll listen. To it. But primarily, I just listen to Joe's because Joe's is constantly on, and it's it's every single day. I do it at work all the time. I just I just have the headphones in my ear and it lets my it, it helps my shifts go by so fast it helps my my day go by fast and I, just, I i there's no other way that i want to end my day rather than listening to some of my favorite podcasts like, there's so many things to talk about rather than rather than just sports like you could talk about anything like anything you want that's what's the best part about podcasts are is that you could talk about whatever it is that you want
Um, their skin is made out of silk. I mean, there's so much. Oh, yeah. I seen something on there like this robot was doing push ups or something like that, and it was sweating to cool down. It's like, it's process, like, cool down. It's like, whatever it is, it's heat or something. It was doing push ups and all that. And I was just like, wow. We have come so far. There's probably a lot of stuff we still don't know about that's still going on that, that we don't have. Yeah, there's so much more. The way technology just innovates, you know, um, it, it, I think um, what speed double, it, speed doubles or, or something like that every every 18 months. Um, things just get faster and faster. I mean, I, I, from what I hear, the new 5G system is going to come out next year already. And 5G is supposed to be, like, ridiculous. And it's not just, like, internet stuff. Um, 5G stuff is, is crazy. Um, is it going to be more expensive? Hmm? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, no, dude, I mean, have you heard of uh, the, uh, the new 5G uh, stuff that's out there? Mm, I've actually seen a... i actually seen something about that earlier, but... Uh, no, it's actually this is this is getting interesting. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's gonna help shit. Like, everything's connected. Your refrigerator's connected. You know, your washer dryer's connected to the internet. You know, you're you go to a grocery store now with the new refrigerators. You can you open up the app and write things down on on the wall of the refrigerator, and then when you go to the store, it appears on your phone. I mean, everything's connected, dude. It's crazy. Your life. It's crazy, man. That's how Alexa to play a movie on Netflix, and it plays a movie on Netflix. Like, is it an exact movie? Say, like, I want to watch... I want to watch Family Guy. Will it put on Family Guy? Will... Yeah, it'll put on Family Guy. Wow, that's not even the start. Like... So, so with all this 5G... Do, is it going to be more expensive? Is it going to be more expensive, the 5G, or is it just going to be like a normal thing if you were to get like a 4G package? Oh, I, have, I have no idea, man. What would you think, though, on, based on a business decision? Yeah, I think it would be a lot more expensive, but I just want to see continue to... I'm still amazed by the the phones, phones in general. Like, these phones that we have, that everyone has, that you see everyone use every single day... We have the power to look up anything we want, say whatever we want, uh, play any games, download any apps, look up any information on the internet, and I still, I'm still getting used to it. Honestly, after all these years, I'm still getting used to, and still looking at a lot of amazing things when it comes to the internet. Like, just like I'll Google the randomest things, and now I'll just, I'll just look up all these different things from like different articles and read about different information from history to science to, to, a lot of things. Like you know what I've been watching lately on the uh, on the internet has been um, a lot of a lot of police videos. Like there's this there's this video there's this um, page on Facebook because a lot of people have a really negative opinion towards police and I knew that for the longest time but for me my encounters with police have always been friendly they have never been anything bad anything aggressive there there's I don't think that all of them are are racist or or, or anything like they're targeted people it just it just happens we live we live in a weird we live in a weird world where we still have well, racism still kind of exists but it, it's not as strong as it used to be 
what are, what are your thoughts on race? What are your thoughts on, on today's, like, when it comes to all that? Do you agree with any of the, like, the things people say? Like, the, you, you do see, you look at these people that have been shot. Like, a lot of them have been African-American. But then, when there's, like, a guy, when there's a white guy in there, that, that, that kills the whole entire, that, for me, that kills the entire thing. Of, this is about race. Because it was a white cop. And the white cop killed the white guy. So it, it can't be a racist thing. That's for sure. Well, I mean, it's a trip, dude. I mean, here, here's the thing. Being a cop is a fucking hard job. I mean, I think most of them have PTSD. You have to. You're seeing constantly people's head thrown off. You have to have PTSD. So, I have police officers and, you know, that are family members. And, you know, it's crazy the things that they go through. It really is. And, you know, as far as people being shot, it's, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, some cops shouldn't be cops. You know, that, and it comes down just to that. Some people shoot, you know, other people out of hate and fear and whatever it is. Others, they're just, you know, scared. They're scared for their life. You know, maybe they, they, they never got into a real fight. They never got into a Then they go into the academy, which, by the way, is only six months. You know, you go to the, the police academy, it's six months, I believe. Um, uh, less than a year, definitely less than a year. Um, but, you know, then you go out there, and then you have this dude pointing, you don't know if it's a gun or not, and in two seconds, either you shoot him or he shoots you. Yeah, you're, you're risking your life, and... So, yeah, man, so it's hard, you know. Does it suck? Is there racism? Hell yeah, there's racism. I grew, dude, I grew up in Watts, the Jordan Down Projects, on 103rd in Wilmington. Basically, with a whole, like, happening out there. I grew up there. I went to Markham Intermediate. I grew up by Jordan High School. You know? Um, is there racism by cops? Hell yeah, I saw it. You know, we're Latinos. We saw it. Our neighbors were black. Both Latinos and, you know, but back then, cops were just beating the shit out of everybody. Man, but it, it's it started out and there, there's a foundation where there is some stupidity within you know police forces where they do target certain people but a lot of times man it's it's a few that ruin it for, for the many you know for most actually it it's kind of like for me it's kind of like because we have all these problems worldwide or statewide or you know it kind of, it's kind of like categories, so, it's like, if these people do it, people automatically like to jump to conclusions, like, they, they automatically assume, I, I've, this is, this is, this is the craziest thing I've heard, this is one of the craziest things, because people, the way people categorized these, these nationalities from, from blacks to whites to Mexicans, people are like, ah, oh, like, I'll lock my door whenever this guy, this black guy walks by, it's like, I'm like, like, I, I would walk by someone's house just normally walking home from somewhere. When I was younger, people locked the doors or they'll do that. I'm like, what do they think I'm going to do? I'm like, I'm not going to steal anything. I'm like, I don't have time for none of that. And then for people to, to categorize and, and, you know, assume, it's it's a waste of time because when you're not right and you're assuming things about somebody that's not true, it's gonna, for the longest time, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a waste of your own time and it's going to be a waste of your, your breath. So I, I really kind of can't see why people would would really convince themselves for long for, 
forever to not like somebody because of how their skin looks. I could care less on how someone's skin looks. For me, it's all about how the person acts and how they talk. Right. Yeah, man, I mean, that's how it should be. No, I don't like you because you like the Raiders or you like the 49ers. I don't like you. <laughs> it's crazy because people really are like that. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the, some of the... I mean, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of things, but you got to find the right things to be a part of. Like, it's fun to be a part of the world. It's fun to be a part of, uh, of sports. It's fun to be a part of commentary. It's fun to be a part of just anything. Anything that involves something that people enjoy. Entertainment. It's fun to be on, uh, be into the WWE. If you're a fan of the WWE, then you're, you every, you know that there's people that are the same fans of you. Like say John Cena, everyone likes John Cena, so you know there's people out there that's gonna like John Cena, and and you know, there's people that are gonna like Brock Lesnar, and you know the people in the UFC that likes Brock Lesnar, so you know, you know, we have a whole army of fans. That's basically what it is. So it's nice to be a part of something, but be a part of something that's gonna benefit. You and something that's that's not gonna look look horrible. Looks that's gonna look like you know. I'm not gonna sit here and be a part of a group of people that are idiots or anything like that. Like, uh, it's 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 crazy. Oh yeah, I mean I understand it, but it's just sometimes you're just born into it, man. You know, you go down south and that's just your dad was a racist, and then your grandpa was a racist, and his grandpa was a racist. So. It's just the way you grow up, and and sometimes you know, see in, in L.A. it's different because you see everybody here, everybody from Russian to Asian, Chinese, Japanese. There's there's little there's, there's Chinatown. There's everything. Chinatown. Um, really hard to be a racist. I mean, obviously it exists, but um, because all the cultures exist down here. So, but there are towns where, dude. I mean, look. In the United States, 65, uh, 65 or 70% of the people are white. So there are going to be a lot of towns where there's just the South. You know, hey, the Civil War, you know, they wanted to keep slavery going. So that's uh, just ingrained in them. Some people are just, you know, racism by, by family, I guess. But um, I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, be a part of something productive. Have you ever encountered some of those racists? It's just going to cost more have you have you ever encountered something that was racist towards you? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Dang. Really? And then I spoke Spanish, and she tripped out, and her boss got mad at her because it was at a restaurant. So. Oh wow! <laughs> she spoke Spanish to the other waitress about me. Um, something stupid too. Uh, I just wanted to order something, but so yeah. Yeah, racism is one of the craziest things. I'm like, weird. I'm Latino. I just look white. Yeah, like my name could be Tyrone, and I could be Asian or something. So you never know. It's just. Yeah, I mean Walter. Like, I mean. 
it, yeah, that, that that does sound like like a name a name like that. But everyone everyone has their name. So. I think of the guy off of uh, Drake and Josh, the show. The the dad. But um. Oh, that's right. That's right. So now. Now, now going back to that space, that SpaceX launch. Did you see that um, that UFO video of like an X? It was like an X, I think Marine or X something like X. I forgot. It was like he worked for the government or something, and he was just there's this video of him taping a UFO. He he's going after or something and just chasing it the whole time. It's kind of blurry and stuff, but you couldn't see it. But I guess the Pentagon. Yeah, he worked for the Pentagon, and the Pentagon released a video or something, and then after that, shortly after that, the SpaceX thing launched. People are saying on the internet that it's something to do with the aliens when it's a satellite orbiting into space. I mean, if they're al- if there's aliens, then by all means, welcome to Earth. <laughs> well, yeah, but why would they want to come to Earth? I know. What's, there's nothing good about us. We're all... We're 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 a crazy we're a crazy uh planet full of crazy people. Yeah, I mean there there's there's been people that have said that they've come, but they've come in different forms. They've been in different forms. They've they've come like you know they could look like you and me, like just normal people. They could be complete aliens. They can analyze everything. They can see how we live. They can see how we communicate. They can see how we how we talk. They can see how we eat. They can see what we do, and they can think. You know, I don't like the way that these people do these things. So this is not a planet for us, because you know, to the people that don't know, there's multiple galaxies. There's multiple planets. There's multiple solar systems. There's multiple times. There's things going on all at once. No multiple dimensions. Believe it or not, that that, that is true though. It's, you know, who knows, man, it's crazy. You know, the smartest people, like Elon Musk, and, you know, they think we're living in a simulation. They think that, you know, we're actually, because if you think about it, like, you know, virtual reality, as good as it is now, it's pretty damn good. I have that, uh, I have a Galaxy, the Samsung Note 8, and I have the you know, Galaxy virtual reality stuff, and it's pretty, pretty damn good, man. Just imagine, in 50 years from now, Fifty years from now, I want to be here to. Exp- I want to be here to experience these things, because you know. Well, who knows, man? Underneath. So many different things that end up, you know, crisper can make you live longer or something. From it goes from technology to what science can produce, like scientists being able to to create create things or figure out things from 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 coming like from Earth. From things that have to do with the earth to the weather to hey you know uh, speaking of the weather I just thought about this as I said this but um it was people are saying like I, I see all this stuff on the internet you can't believe every single thing you see on the internet but I had it that like the government had had this um has this remote the remote that can control the weather as crazy as it sounds it, it when people come up with all these conspiracy theories and all that it gives you it gives you something to talk about. It gives you something to, to, to actually look into, even though you're not going to dedicate all your time to it. It still gives you an opportunity to look at something that you think about and possibly, you know, 
debate on it with someone whether it's true or not. Well, I see it this way. I mean, if that were true, if you think of everything that matters in this world is to profit, right? Um, look at our pharmaceutical companies. You know, they, they, everyone wants to profit. That's the name of the game. Who's the richest? It's gone back thousands of years. Who's had the which king had the most gold? I mean, people just want to profit. So if you have a system like that, why wouldn't you profit? Everything's about money nowadays. Because everything's going to shit. Bro, I was in fucking Denver. It was nine degrees one day and seventy degrees the next. The craziest thing out there, man. So who knows, man? But you know, Hey, ten thousand years from uh, ten thousand years ago, the United States was under like a mile high just ice. So, I believe climate change is real, and I believe you know all kinds of other things as well. But I don't know if you can control the weather. You know why wouldn't you profit from it? Like hey, Europe. It's you crazy because if you look at it like that, you. you I mean, if you think about it, like, some whoever is behind, whether it is a government or a higher-up person that's that's controlling these things, what what's their benefit from it? Is that, is it, is it their way of, someone, you know, like, it's crazy you think about it, like, it could be a, a way to show us that we need to be humble and, and having us go through all these things and maybe seeing how we can rebuild. Maybe you have to go through absolute hell before we, before we see the light. Maybe no, that that's a little too deep, but it could be, you never know. Maybe dying and you come back as someone else and it just never, it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Dude, have you ever read the story of the egg? Of the of uh uh-uh. uh, what is it? It's called the egg. The egg. It's the egg. It's fucking yeah. It's fucking interesting, dude. Um, to give you just a quick rundown, a dude fucking dies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, gets into a car accident and dies. And when he wakes up, you know, he sees a Jesus, and Jesus is like, "All right, yeah, uh, you're dead." So anyway, long story short, this dude basically uh, gets sent back as like a. 10 year, 10 year old Asian girl and then dies and then back so God basically says you're going to be every single person on this planet every single life every single everything that's ever existed you're going to live that life so if you carry that knowledge with you it's kind of like hey if you think about that it's fucking crazy that means that me and you we're the same person so how would you treat me well I would treat you with respect because that's how I would want to be treated you know what I mean yeah, it's a, it's a... Basically, dude, if, if you're every single person, then you would treat yourself differently, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, when, when you, uh, to, to go back a few minutes, when you said that um, the world has gone to shit, like, in, in what ways do you see the world have gone to shit? Like, what things have really, you um, know, I, hit home? It's just world problems. <laughs> hmm? It's just world problems. That's all it is, man. Look. It hasn't gone to shit. It hasn't. I'm just thinking right now, politically... In a way, it's kind of gone to shit, in a way. People are are the safest right now. Yeah. Like, like I agree with you when it says it's gone to shit, but 
That necessarily, it hasn't. Gone to hell is way, way worse. But gone to shit, you know, obviously there is some problems. There are things that, you know, not every one of us can control and stuff. It has, there, there are some things about, you know, politics that people don't, may not agree on, you know, from the president to all these other things. And and there are problems, but the, these these types of problems are things that take time. And these things to... That that can be fixed, but it, it, it takes a matter of time before it can be fixed. It, it's just that people, people are so. Every time something happens, oh, he says this. Oh, he says that. Oh, he does this. Oh, he does that. Everyone puts so much energy in it, and they always look at the negative things instead of looking at the negative things. Look at the positives, and and. You know, as as a whole, all of us people in the United States, not just the United States and the world, we're all one. Like, we're all one society. We're all one thing of people. And it's crazy now that we've had, we have a bunch of groups of different people all over the world. We're just a bunch of different people. And you know what's crazy is that we United States, we think about all the problems in the United States, all the killings, all the shootings, all the terrorist attacks, everything that's going on, the fires, everything. We're all one, we're just one, we're in the United States of America, but you know, there's Russia, there's England, there's all these other places, and to them, like, you know how they're foreign countries to us, we're a foreign country to them. So there's so much stuff going on around the whole entire world. You know, just imagine the, everything that goes on in the other countries. So, so like for me, it's like I'm only limited to so many things. Like only, only can only know so many things because that's only things that I've been able to be, be provided with. With what goes on in this United States is where we are. We can't control where we are. We're, the fact is we're here and the things that are going on in the world are going on and there's nothing really we can do to change that. I mean... I mean, we can. We yeah, can make positive yeah. changes, but, there, you know, it just depends on what we choose right. to do. Yeah. Right. And like I was saying, man, it's just... It's, it's, that's all it is. I mean, when you... Look, medicine has been the greatest. People are living the longest... Um, you know, yeah, politics is getting crazy, but in, in in most people's day-to-day lives, you know, you go to work, you go to work, you come home, you know, nothing really, really changes. Um, I just feel like, you know, if you're going to get involved in stuff, I mean, if you want, really want to make changes, then, then yeah, they do, do what you feel it's best. That's why we're the United States. You know, freedom to do whatever the hell you want 200 years ago, 300 years ago. You know what I mean? Those were problems. Uh, I was tripping out because over in Denver, and we went to um, Estes Park, which is like in the Rocky Mountains and stuff. And and I started thinking, fuck, imagine the first people that crossed this. It's like they went through some shit, you know? All that snow. I mean, you're going through the whole plains of Kansas and, 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 and all that, and then you come across Colorado and you see all these fucking mountains, and they went through that. I mean, they went through some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. People bitch and complain because they have nothing else. You know, now that you're saying that, that, that just opened up my mind to a whole bunch of different things. You know, just the simple fact of having shoes, having a nice jacket. Now, now we have heaters. We have, we have the ability to drive in a car and stay warm. We have the ability to, 
you know, have a, have a roof over our head, you know, protect ourselves from the rain, you know, have rain jackets, have rain boots. But if we didn't have any of that, what, how would we be? I feel like if we were presented with some challenges from that, we, that the, the original generations used to face, you know, there are some people that would prepare the best ways, but there are some people that I feel that wouldn't know what to do. It's because, like, you know, for a fire, you know, we need to make a fire. Okay, how are we going to get a fire? Someone from this generation would be like, oh, I'll just get a lighter. I'll just get lighter fluid and we'll spray it. And here we are. we we'll just get a bunch of lighter fluid and stock up. Now, back then, how are you going to find lighter fluid? There's no ways. You have to rub a bunch of rocks together and sticks, and you, you better hope that you have some talent or something, or it's not really necessarily going to be the best night or best time for you. There's just a lot of stuff that we have now that a lot of people back then would have been a very fortunate to have. So I feel that a lot of people just aren't thankful for the things that we have in today's generation. Well, I mean, because you think about it, most like 18-year-olds, they grew up with already having the internet. Already having the internet, the new iPhone that came out. Hey, have you have you got the new iPhone that came out? Their knowledge, they've all they can always shit. When I was eight years old, I couldn't Google shit. You know what I had? My dad bought this fucking long ass shelf, and we had this encyclopedia thing from A through Z, and it was these like thirteen, fourteen different fucking big ass books. And if you wanted to learn something, you would have to open up an encyclopedia. Like, that's how we had to learn. Now you can just Google shit. Like, everything is easier. You have the knowledge in the world in your pocket, basically. You want to fix something? Fucking YouTube it. You have names for everything. Everything is so fucking easy for everyone. You know? And so, but it's in our nature. It's just in our nature to bitch and complain. It's in our nature. You know? I bet a hundred years ago, people were bitching and complaining. Like, damn, if only we had cars with windows. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the 50s came around, and then they were complaining, damn, if only we had a car that wasn't so bumpy. And then, you know, we had airlock this and this, and now, oh, damn, if only, next thing you know, people are going to be like, damn, if only I had the car that drives itself. So people are never happy. That people pretty soon, we're getting pretty close to that one, though. So. <laughs> um, the truth is, yeah. people will never be truly be satisfied with anything that's presented, because if something comes out, People are first to critic it. People critique it. People are, are quick to to talk or say something about it that's not necessarily the best thing. But you know, it's nice to have critics around because you know, when it comes to these things, you can see things, you can relate to them. Some of them, some of them you can, some of them you can't, and you can relate to these things and you can relate them and you can see that some of the problems that they may have with this thing, you may have as well. You know, from like th- this relates to the whole thing from from problems in the world to technology and all that. There's groups of people that are very smart. There's groups of people that are very mutual with each other that are very understanding. And those people click together. It's just the people you can't put smart people with dumb people and uneducated. You can't put dumb people with uneducated people because <laughs> dumb people and un- uneducated people, believe it or not, are two different things in my head. Like uneducated people are just gonna say stuff that's not true. Dumb people are just going to say one thing that's not even completely close to being true and then we got educated people that actually sit down like we are and have conversations about it and actually talk about the real life things you know the struggles from the struggles to what normally goes on to just just normal things like that it's just like a normal conversation
because that's why we have the best of the best all the time. That's why our phones have GPS now and cameras that are badass, you know. This Note 8, dude, I was taking pictures um, this weekend of my daughter, and it has a live focus where it automatically blurs out, blurs out the, uh, the background so they look like real professional pictures. I mean, it's innovation. It's great. You know, smart people, you have to have competition, you have to have innovation, so it's not a bad thing, but it's just that the easier you make things, the softer people are. It's just the way it is. And the lazier people are as well, so. Well, see, lazy is another thing. Well, I think lazy is just some people are just unmotivated. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like before. People just don't have things in their life. Because if you think of people who just want to sit home and do nothing, it's like, all right, well, what do you actually do? Nothing. <laughs> just sit at home. You find people who have like five, six different hobbies. You know, they're not lazy. Those are the best people to be around because you never get bored with them because there's always something to do with those types of people. Um, you know what I was thinking about? Um, Some people are unmotivated and that's cool. They just want to, you know, they just want to work and do their life and be cool. And that's, if they're happy, they're happy, you know? Yeah, so did you, uh, all right, go, this is going back. Um, how, were, how were your holidays and, and, and what did you do? Did you come up with any New Year's resolutions or anything? Oh, so you didn't have any re- resolutions or any besides aside from the the one you told me earlier. There's no nothing else that you would want to work on or anything else that you would wanna that you would wanna um keep like you know add to your add to this year something you'd want to work on like for me like yeah like for when it comes to new year's resolutions this is how i always thought about it you know it's not like you know people say this whole thing with the new year new me thing it's not a new me i don't want to be a new me i like the person i am for me, it's all about adding, adding, and adding, and adding, and adding new things, and using those new things to make myself a better person. Whether it's coming from being a podcaster to to just normally talking to people, communication skills, um, being as clear as possible when it comes to making my points, or just just or just a better person in general, like someone to maybe go work out some more or. Uh, eat less of this, or eat less of that, or do less of this, or do less of that. It's just, it's just a new. It's 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 a fresh opportunity with a fresh start for you to do everything that you want to do and focus on the things that you want to do. Yeah, I mean the whole New Year's resolution. I mean it's it's good because it does kind of motivate people. I mean it's just like gym gym memberships, right? But then they fall just, you know, in, in February. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, whatever people want to do, man. I don't. Yeah. You know, like I said, they help people. I personally, um, I mean, I have a few things I want to get to. I don't really call them resolutions. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I do want to get to comedy a little bit more. I fell off in the past few years, just being really busy with work. But uh, I want to get back. You want to get back to comedy? Um, who knows, man? Maybe get back on a, on a podcast. 
Mm. All right, now we can get into. Hmm. I said now we can get get into the 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 fun stuff. Well, overall, what did you think of two nineteen? Did it deliver, or was it was it was it uh, kind? Of, I heard a lot of people say it was a snooze, but what did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with decision fights, but I honestly, if it, if it, if it comes down to me not being able to catch the fights and and hearing about them, people said when they're, when they're saying they're not as good as as you think, like as you like as you would want, then it, it doesn't intrigue me to watch it as if they're having like a, a three round battle. And, like I want to see what we, I want to see great fights, but then. You know, when when we have these dull fight nights, that only sets them up for the best, the other, like, you know, the next best card. Because you know UFC 220 is going to be a good one. Is UFC 220, is, is that Cormier and, and Vulcan? I think two, yeah, 220 is Vulcan, Cormier, Nganu, Stipe, and UFC 221 is Robert Whitaker and Luke Rockhold. Man, those are some good fights. Are you going to go to any of them this year? Um, I'm going to UFC in Charlotte uh, to see Bobby Green. Who's Bobby fighting? Uh, you know what, dude? That's another. <laughs> he just got. He just came off one of the best fights of all time, and my one of the best intriguing most. Uh, who was it that he fought? I think it was uh, Bobby Green versus Us. I know the name. I know the guy that he fought. It was a great fight. Where's Google when you need it? Um, <laughs> I know, right? No, which, um, recently or, or which fight? Mm, I don't, I know, it wasn't that long ago, though. That's a, he, it was, a. I think it was. Here, let me see. Had a couple good fights. I mean, the, the Dustin Poirier fight was, was bad, dude. But look, Anton Barbosa, he went on with off, you know, took Barbosa to, to decision. Um, but he's fought some pretty good guys, man. Barbosa, Josh Thompson. Oh, it was Lando Venata. Uh, Josh Thompson. Um, yeah, it was around the same time where uh, where he lost his brother, so it was really an emotional. Um, but yeah, not fun. He's good match, though. Yeah, that that fight I was thinking about was against Venata. That was an excellent fight. I love that. That was a great fight. Oh yeah, they were going back and forth. Uh, yeah, they were fighting. It was a great fight, back and forth. Um, kind of got skinned by that illegal knee, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a definitely a good fight. Aside from that, did you enjoy the Floyd uh, Connor fight? Yeah, did you enjoy it? Were, were you one of the people that were excited for it, or did you just kind of think about it, like, why is he just doing this, or why is this guy? It intrigued me because, look, no one else can compete Mayweather. And McGregor brought a different aspect. His stance was different. His anger was different. So, and he had a, he had a powerful left hand. So, I was intrigued. I wanted to see it. Just for the fact that uh, 
he may have a chance to just wonder and not know whether out. Um, but if I had a bet, Mayweather was going to do exactly what Mayweather did. Um, I think Mayweather played with him. I think Mayweather let McGregor last that, that long uh, just to make the fight a little more exciting. I really do think Mayweather's skill um, in boxing, of course, is the greatest of all time. Did you see Connor attack him on social media? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that the social media post that Connor's been um posting. He's like shin bone to the cheekbone, the rule set catch you kept you out the funeral home or something like that. <laughs> he would fuck him up in the octagon. He could have kicked him. He could, he could have kicked his ass in that boxing ring. It's just, it's just way Fuck that. He could have kicked his ass in that boxing ring. You know, he would have been fined. Um, I heard a rumor that he would have been fined. I think, like a, I think it was a hundred a thousand dollars or something crazy like that. If he were, if he, um, if he threw a kick or something or did. Through like yeah, if he threw a kick or something in the Mayweather fight or something, I heard a rumor that Connor was gonna do that or something. And if he had done that, he would have been fined a lot of money for it. Yeah. Yeah. What about Habib? That's number one bullshit.
December? Perfect timing for Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. That's that's the fight to see. I mean, I think most MMA guys, uh, real fans, want to see that fight. Uh, Khabib's grappling is just amazing, man. I mean, he's just going to take anybody down, ride them out. But, you know, hey, Eddie Bravo is one of uh, uh, Tony Ferguson's jiu-jitsu or is Tony Ferguson's jiu-jitsu coach. So, he, you know, Ferguson is, is, is amazing on the ground. He's crazy on his back. He can probably end up submitting, catching his arm, or doing something crazy the way Tony Ferguson usually does. So... That's a crazy fight. Um, Can I, I there's, there's something about Habib, <coughs> for me, th there's so much to think about when it comes to the lightweight division, from Connor versus Khabib to Tony, to Tony versus Connor, and, uh, and to capitalize on your, what you were saying about how Tony's good on the ground, the thing that concerns me for Tony is that Habib doesn't give you enough space or time to lock up something like that. He's always moving. He's always advancing. He's always switching his positions. And and for me, I feel Tony is an excellent has an excellent guard. He he he's excellent on the ground. He's fat. He's quick. He you no know, he's sneaky, but with a guy like Habib who's always moving and always mauling you, he'll hit you. He'll hit you a couple times in your face and he'll move and hit you from the other side. And he'll just absolutely maul you and he doesn't give you any space to work on those submissions because he's too busy mauling you and you have to worry about how am I going to get out of this rather than focusing on what you want to what you want to work, what you want to set up because he's applying so much pressure. He's so good at pressure and he shuts people down. That's the, that's the thing. I'm scared for anyone else that fights Habib. I can't think of anyone on the planet that can shut down Habib. Yeah, he took two. Was it two or one? But basically, he took two Barbosa's kicks right to the back of the neck, dude. And he just ate it. Just kept on walking through. You know, walked him down, took him down, and, and just beat him up. Um, that's what he does. And he, that style works. Look, he's undefeated. You know? You know who else is undefeated? Who fights the exact same way? Ben, ben Askren. He's also undefeated, who I hope goes into the UFC soon. That'll be the one I want to see. I honestly want to see Aspen versus GSP. But anyway, that style works. You may not like it. Maybe boring uh, at times. But, you know, not against Barboza. He beat the shit out of Barboza. But that, you know, grappling, that wrestling, it works. That's why both those guys are undefeated. And uh, in my opinion, um... <laughs> It'll be by knockout. He's going to get caught. He's going to get caught. Tony is sneaky, man. He's really sneaky. So I think that uh, he's going to catch him. He's going to catch him in, the, in some sort of guillotine, maybe on a takedown uh, attempt, or he's going to catch an arm when, 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 when Habib is trying to do a ground and pound. Same, similar way as, as uh, Habib to Verdun ended up uh, tapping the ankle in strike force. Uh, Fabian got on top of him, started to ground and pound, and, and Verdun just grabbed that arm and got him in an arm bar, and uh, that was it. That was it. He tapped out Fedor. So something similar to that, because um, everyone isn't really talking about Ferguson's ground game. Um, and that's where the only place... Look, Khabib isn't going to beat anybody up on the uh, standing. Khabib's not going not gonna to surprise you with any crazy kicks. 
you know, standing, I give it to Ferguson all day, you know, competing in his game time is obviously what he does, and that's get you, maul you, take you down, or grab a hold of you, take you down, maul you, beat you up, that's what he does, um, but Ferguson is dangerous on the ground, so it's really interesting to see, I definitely want to see that fight. It definitely and is, because, um... Definitely fight, uh, McGregor. I think McGregor, uh, if you want to talk about money fights, um, there's two ways. Selling out a massive arena and the pay-per-view. So, in, it, it, Connor, let him take some time off. He, he, he has a lot of, he has a lot of money right now. Let him take, let him enjoy his family, let him take some time off. And look, if, if, if Habib and Ferguson goes down, it'll be a great fight for the UFC. Pay-per-view-wise, I'm sure it'll be great. It'll be great numbers. It'll get uh, Habib's name up there again, especially if he wins that fight. After that, look, McGregor wants to fight in Russia. He can make a fight in Russia in one of their giant stadiums. The support that Habib will get out in Russia is just amazing. So that's, that's I believe, that's what Connor's game plan is. Um, pure speculation, of course. But yeah, man, I think that's exactly what what Connor wants. And hey, enjoy your time off. That's what I would do. I would wait. I would wait because Tony Ferguson is a great matchup against Connor McGregor, but there is no huge upside. I mean, Tony Ferguson is not selling a million pay per views. Uh, and you know what? Habib is not selling a million pay per views. But Habib can, can, Connor will sell you a million pay per views. You don't need to sell a million fights. The other way of generating money is having a, a, an arena that can hold 80,000, a stadium that can hold 80,000 people and selling that shit out. Now, if you sell that out and then on top of that, you do like, you know, you know, a couple of million pay-per-view buys, that's how you're going to generate the most money. So if I was Conor McGregor, that's exactly what I would do. I would wait for Habib and Ferguson, hoping that Habib you know, wins and then fight Habib in Russia. I think when it comes to Habib, there's still a couple of people out there that aren't necessarily too comfortable with him yet. Not necessarily comfortable with the way he fights, just comfortable to him showing up because he hasn't shown up to some big fights. There's been high stakes. We were so close to that Tony Ferguson fight last time. And a lot of people have dedicated their time waiting for Habib to show up, being so excited for him to show up. And when he doesn't show up, it, it crushes, it it leaves a hole in, in a lot of martial arts fans' hearts to the point, like, it's crazy how something that goes on in the fight world can actually physically, mentally affect you. Like, for example, like, if you've been, this happens in relationships, so, okay, you've been heart, okay, you've been heartbroken, like, five times, you've been heartbroken basically, like, your whole life, okay, when you go into this new one, what's going to keep happening? You're going to keep thinking that you're going to get hurt, okay? When you think, keep thinking that, it's because how many times that it's happened. So, like, this, like it's, it's like almost like the same relation. So, it's like it's hard for you to yeah, trust and believe in that he's going to show up. Because, I mean, I like to think he's going to show up. He says he wants to fight three times, I think, two more times in 2018 or something like that. I think two or three, but I like to see him show up and I want to see him fight, you know, because the more I see him fight, the more I can see and, and get closer to someone because there is someone out there that could beat him. And whoever it is, it's going to be a special human being. And whoever it is, is going to have a legacy most likely after that. It could be Connor. It could be Tony. Uh, very well, could be. 
I mean, I, I honestly think that his issues are over. How the way he made weight, I mean, both of, both of his other issues, <clears throat> excuse me, when he didn't show up with were, were weight issues, they were serious problems. I, I think they mentioned that his liver was shutting down or something like that. I mean, he has a brand new nutritionist. He made weight very easily this time around. He was even talking about going down to 145, which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, if we touch base on that for a second, I mean, I, I think he jumps up in weight. He's 5'10". He's a tall dude, man. For, for 145, you look at guys like Ben Askren, 5'10". You look at, 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 at Rafael Dos Anjos, he just moved up to, to welterweight. He's 5'10". He has the, the, the height, so he, all he needs to do is bulk up a little bit more. Um, you know, if he's, he was having issues, but he made weight really easily. So as far as him showing up, I think he's going to show up every fight. The way he showed up with weight, <coughs> excuse me, um, made weight easily. Um, the way he beat Barboza, I think he's ready for the Connor fight. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. There's no way you can give Connor Khabib. He, there's no way Habib. I keep calling him Khabib. It's Habib. There's no way Habib can actually, um, you know, skip Tony Ferguson. He's the interim champ. So unless there we, is a way, uh, there really is. I would, you know, they skipped over Robert Whitaker as the interim champion. So, you know, in this new WME IMG era, anything can happen. That's a crazy yeah. thing because you know, when Connor you tweets to these I people, you're right. You're exactly right. It's crazy. It's crazy. The world. It, it's. It's like, I didn't think about that, and I always thought that was the weirdest thing to happen, for Robert to sit out, and, and for Bisping to fight GSP. I think it was mainly because Robert was injured and all that, but if you look at it, you know, he sat out, and Bisping fought GSP and lost, obviously, and then, you know, because I'd like to see that. I, I really want to see how Connor can handle Habib, and how, if Habib can, you know, because Habib, honestly, believe it, like, you know, in the Edson fight, I did see some things, and, you know, he, he, he did come in kind of, you know, he comes in kind of like, you know, carelessly with his head, with, with his head, he doesn't really, you know, he's kind of sloppy, and I feel that a smart fighter can capitalize, and I felt like a lot of it was Edson not being able to keep up with the pace, you know, because there's a couple times in that fight that he was able to shuck off the takedowns, and by all means, a guy with great cardio, you know, great response to pressure, can can brush all those takedowns off all day, all night, because if Habib can't get the takedown, what are you going to do? That's that's the biggest thing to happen yet. When you get a guy that can shrug all Habib's takedowns off and shrug him, because, you know, Edson Barbosa on the best day ever can be successful against Habib, you know, in those early rounds, those early first minutes of those rounds, he's landing those leg kicks, he was shrugging off the takedowns, you know, almost instantly he threw him off. Instantly he could if he could do that without being pressured or doing that without because Edson Barbosa no, I love the guy, but you know, has faltered under pressure. You know, it, it in the brightest of lights, sometimes it tends to be a little too much for him and he falters. You know, he can be he could have beaten Michael Johnson that night he lost. He could have beaten Tony Ferguson that night he lost. And he could have beaten Khabib Nurmagomedov on this last night that he lost. It's it's a mental thing, and I can see these guys beating these guys. It's just a mental thing, and things happen, and, and it's just the way that this world works of mixed martial arts. Literally, anything can happen. It's it's suffocating, because you think about it, Connor doesn't have the cardio. Yeah, that's another one. Ben Askren. I wanted. I, I'm so. Who? Uh, 
Oh. Come on, technology, you're supposed to be better than this. Hello? For for Connor. Tony, I think his stand-up is, is underrated as well. Um, Tony's stand-up is, is... I don't know if that... that I really enjoyed the fight with Tony versus Rafael Dos Anjos. I feel like he really showed his cardio that night. Being in Mexico City, too. He, he looked beautiful. Like his... Yeah, man, I, I think he's, he's found his, uh, his nutritionist. I think he found 
a way to get rid of those weight issues and, and, and dangerous cuts. So if he's healthier, I mean, he had those weight issues going into the Michael Johnson fight. So I think that's one of the main reasons why he was sluggish. I mean, if, you're, if your liver is shutting down on you, bro, and you have to fight, come on, man, you know? So that's why I'm thinking that, you know, who knows, now that he's fighting healthier, he looks like a monster. He looks like a freaking monster, especially at 155, because you know he swells up to about 165, 170. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a monster. So, I don't know, man. I think I think he may be the future, unless Tony Ferguson catches him on the ground. And he very well can. So, it, um, so for, for Habib, if he... If he fights next, who would you want to see him fight? If you had to pick, who would you rather see him fight? McGregor or fight Tony Ferguson? Oh, Ferguson. Ferguson, no doubt. And then in the meantime, Diaz can fight Connor. No, Diaz can wait, actually. Aside from you know, aside from Connor, I I want to see him fight Eddie Alvarez. That's a fight I wanted to see along for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, there's still good fights for Nate. It's just the fact that he's blown so blown up so much since this Connor fight. People are think seeing Nate Diaz. A lot of casual fans that don't know it's crazy. Casual fans who don't know who Nate Diaz is, but they see this guy named Conor McGregor, and they see the guy to show to shut Conor McGregor down. And now they know who Nate Diaz is because he beat Conor McGregor. That's crazy that people know Nate. There's some people in the world that do know Nate because he only beat Conor. And, and now, and Nate, in, in a lot of people's minds, Nate only wants to see Conor or, or nothing else. I mean, there's still a lot of good fights for Nate Diaz out there that I feel that he can be very competitive in. From the Eddie Alvarez's, I feel he would do good with Justin. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Rafael Dos Santos, man, I don't know if you remember that fight. That, that was a brutal fight. Yeah, man. That was a, look, I, I shouldn't say nobody wants to... I, I, there's a lot of great fights going right now. A lot of great fights. Kevin Lee, that's a good but fight. You're absolutely right. I mean, look, he lost before... Um, he, before he won Conor... Uh, before he beat Conor McGregor. I mean, the dude was like, what, 3-2, three, three I think, in his last five fights. He lost back-to-back against Henderson and Josh Thompson. Um, and he, he beat uh, Gray Maynard. Yeah, Gray Maynard. He beat Gray Maynard. Um, he, then he lost to Dos Anjos. Then he fought Michael Johnson. He looked very impressive against Michael Johnson. Um, and then he came back and, and he beat Conor McGregor. But, you know, as far as there's a lot of people for him to fight, he, you know, the Diaz brothers, I, I get it. Um, it's a cult thing as well. But honestly, if Diaz decides not to fight again, would you be cool with that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd be fine with it. I mean, he, I mean, his last fight was against. There isn't any fights. Yeah, I mean, don't, I want to see him back in there. You know, I do. But like, for instance, if Conor McGregor retires, I'd be a little bummed out because he never, he never actually. You know, <laughs> the title. So I would want to see him come back. You know, I would be a little bummed out. But if they just wanted to retire, because hey, I'd be like, okay, he's cool, man. He made his money. He has millions now. You know, he's cool. Yeah, him. You know what I mean? Especially now with recreational weed. Open up a weed shop and you're set. You know what I mean? So do you, do you have any weed shops near near you? 
Yeah. Um, no, man. As far as recreational weed in California, I live in I live in uh, Ontario, um, so it's kind of uh, like thirty miles southeast of LA. Uh, medicinal wise and stuff like that. I mean, medicinal weed has been available here since '96. So you know, you can get delivery service, you can get all kinds of stuff there. What's your favorite type of weed? Would you do that? Uh, don't get me wrong, having said that, hey, if he is going to fight, I would like to see him fight. I mean, you're right. Uh, I'm going to get a rematch against, uh, well, I'm sorry, no. Dos Anjos is out at 170 now. <laughs> Unless he's big enough to go up to 170. You know, there was time that he is fighting uh, Tyron Woodley. He's really going to So, is he going to move up to 170? He knows, man. There is a lot of interesting stuff out there, but like I said, if Nate Diaz wants to call it a day, I think it would be cool. So, now, moving on to welterweight, we got a lot of great welterweights. What do you think of the welterweight, uh, the welterweight division now? With Steven Thompson, uh, Darren Till, Tyron Woodley, Colby Covington. Do you think Colby Covington, how do you like Colby? Do you, are you a fan? Uh, I think it goes a little too far. <laughs> Rumored that. How do you think it? What happens? GSP versus Tyra Woodley. Who do you think wins that? Gisp. He has some of the best coaches in the world, man. shot that I saw of Ben Askren and him wearing UFC gear was bullshit or not <laughs> at a, or him at a UFC fight. I don't know if that picture was bullshit or not. But if, if the UFC signs Ben Askren, dude, what the fuck? I want to see Askren against GSP. I want to see Ben Askren. He won't, he won't fight Tyron Woodley because I think they're training partners um, up in Milwaukee uh, along with Anthony Pettis. Um, 
but I want to see Ben Askren, ben Askren against GSP, you know? Um, especially now, Woodley just had surgery on the shoulder. So, hey, that'll be another uh, a big-time fight. Um, but, man, 170 is very, very interesting, man. What do you think, Woodley? What other fights do you want to see? Um, for me, I think, stylistically, I want to see... I mean, for, for, for me, for Tyron Woodley right now, honestly, I think there's no clear... I mean, well, before the Dosanos Lawler fight, I think there wasn't any clear cut number one contender Phil Dosanos. So it's 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 a mix up for me between Rafael Dosanos and Colby Covington. But looking at it from from oh, and also want to see uh, but I was gonna say looking at it from there's two ways to look at it. You got to look at it logically, what's stylistically, and based off what Dosanos has done, he has. Deserve the title, deserve a title shot. But for Colby, he's gonna bring in the ratings. He's gonna bring in the money, and the UFC is all about money. So now it's it's hard for me to separate, uh, separate my my opinions. But for me, a fight I want to see. I want to see Darren Till versus Stephen Thompson. I I like to see Mike Perry versus Darren Till. Um, damn, I'm still bummed that Carlos Condit lost. And he shouldn't have lost to Neil Magny. Let, let me ask you, though, what did you think about Carlos Conley? Uh, what do you think about his effort? Do you think he was in it? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, because it's hard for me. It, yeah, the hardest thing is for me is when, when fighters go through that time when they lose and then they hint at retirement, like he hinted at retirement. Saying that kind of stuff and, and being gone for so long and not letting anyone know what you're doing while you're gone and you know obviously taking time off and i think it may be i don't know if he was just rusty or he 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 under i'm sure he didn't underestimate him because neil magny has some has some quality wins you know over hector lombard he's being johnny Hendricks. he's being kelvin gaslam he he's uh and he, he's now being Carlos Conda, so he's beating a lot of good people. It's just a lot of people don't give him the respect that he deserves. And, and for Carlos, going back to that, I think that it's just, a, you know, it's a mental thing. Like, he has all the skills. Obviously, you know, takedown defense is a big thing. And, and I don't know. I just can't, I can't not imagine someone not eventually developing it after so many fights. I mean, after you would think after so long that he would learn all those things. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's hard. Is it, it, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily a strength thing or anything like that. I'm pretty sure, you know, if he, he, he can let, take some, uh, you know, inflict some damage off his back. I mean, Bisping did it to GSP and, and, and Carlos did it to GSP as well. He's, he, he inflicts damage. It's just a matter of where your head's at, like, in, in the whole fight game. Because you could, you could imagine all the things that can happen in a fight, and it doesn't happen, but it, it can happen. And for me, I mean, I feel like he's not done. I don't think he's done. I just think that, you know, I don't want to say that he's, he's near that patch, but he, he, he definitely is, he has been fighting for a long time, and, and his UFC record as of late hasn't been the best. You know, he hasn't, you know, his last win was against Tiago Alves, and ever since then he's, he's slipped up. Obviously, the Robbie Lawler fight was very close, too, but, you know, our, like, basically looking at it, he hasn't won. 
And and sometimes these wars, these wars and these long fights, I mean, this fight with, with GSP, this fight with Nick Diaz, I mean, he has, he's had some epic fights in WEC, and obviously, and he's been, he's, you never know, he's, he obviously he's a professional kickboxer, he's been a, a, a kickboxer as well, outside of the UFC, I think he was a boxer too, I don't know if it was a boxer or just a kickboxer, but he's had a lot of fights, like a lot, a lot, a lot of fights, he's had uh, over 30 fights, and plus kickboxing fights, and you know, he's just been through a lot, and you know, there's a lot of things that I feel that can be in the way, you know, I do want to see him fight still though, you know, I, I just don't want to see, I mean, I think he's only like 33 or something, so yeah, That's the thing too, but for Overeem, he's had over fifty fights, and counting kickboxing fights, counting uh, his K one fights and all that, dude. But but for the thing to when you say that, you know, it's a scary thing on his side though. When you talk about brain damage, because he has been stopped, I think twelve times by by TKO or ten times or something. And and for him obviously to be stopped like that, you know, there's not there's not many people that survive what Francis done ha, ha, has has been able to inflict. But for him to say that back to the drawing board, it's like how many more times is he going to let it happen? Like, yeah, but, you know, if he feels good, I mean, he feels good, but yeah, you never know what the effects are down. Shit, that was I, I don't want symptoms at all. <laughs> Is that bigger than Brock Lesnar? What was his size? Brock Lesnar versus Francis Ngannou. What do you uh 170 is pretty good. So, you know, what, what, uh, go to go back to Carlos Condit for this last uh, for to, to last on talk about Carlos Condit. But um, I don't want to. I don't. This happen. This is the worst part about the fight world is as when you have your favorites. You know, there comes that time where you know I don't know if I want to see them fight anymore because I don't want to see. I mean, Neil Magny is a great opponent. Okay, that's you know he lost to a guy you know who was in the top ten at one point, but um. I don't want to see Carlos lose to an unranked guy. 
because Carlos is obviously still in the top 10. So he's a top 10 worthy fighter. But I don't want to see him lose to a guy who's not in the top 10. Like, I don't want to see a guy like Mike Perry. Obviously, no no disrespect to Mike Perry or anything. I don't want to see Mike Perry. Or I don't want to see uh, some guy that's not in the top 10 beat Carlos Condit. He's actually no longer in the top 10. I think he's ranked 12th now. What the fuck happened? Joe, or not Joe Silva. Joe Silva's gone. Who the fuck does the rankings? Who does the rankings? I want to go over there and beat their ass. Fuck those guys. Tell those people to... Neil Magny is... Yeah, I'm looking at the rankings right now. Neil Magny is ranked 8. And he lost to Magny. Because, you know, in front of Carlos Condit, you got Dallas Roney, Lamar Usman, who's... Usman is another dude. He's freaking terrifying. Um, you know, Santiago Poncibino, Poncibino, um, who just came out of that win. Um, so, who, who, yeah, man, Carlos Condit is no longer in the top ten. I mean, I, I can't even see him going back in. Carlos Condit versus fill in the bracket. Yeah, Carlos Condit versus Donald Cerrone. Yeah, Cerrone's at 11. I think Cerrone, uh, it's just a matter of Cerrone fights too much. And when you fight too much, it's hard to stay motivated versus if you have a fight every three, like, every so often, like, you know. Yeah, he did say he's going to slow it down, um, but, you know, that dude's made for fighting. He was just born into it. He loves it. He, he, he loves it. It's fun for him. So those are the kind of guys that, that are always excited about. You, 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 it's almost like, honestly, I hate to, I hate to say this for everyone, but it's almost like for Stipe to get that third, this is, I'm not predicting anything or saying anything, but for Stipe, if Stipe is to get this win, this is a third straight heavyweight title fight against a very dangerous guy. For, for me, I have to say, if Stipe doesn't knock him out on the feet, it, it's going to be, it has to be a boring fight because you, you have got to be careful with Francis Ngannou. He is not a human. We, we, we haven't had anyone at heavyweight that's really, we haven't had anything at heavyweight that's really sparked anything. You know, we've had the rivalry with Kane and Junior and Kane really not fighting anyone. You know, he fought Antonio Silva twice and he fought Antonio again for the or fought fought him a second time for the title and there wasn't really anything like anything, you know, it was Stipe, you know, having a couple of rematches, you know, beating Verdum and it was a Stipe becoming a champion. Kane was injured. Junior has already lost to Stipe, uh, has lost to Stipe. There's really no one else. Kane, who knows when Kane's coming back? So there really has never been anyone. And and there's this guy named Francis Ngannou who comes out and starts beating everyone. So I think for 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 Francis or for for Stipe, he he has to make it a boring fight. I mean, if he can stand, if he can hold his own and pressure and just make it a good fight, you know, just absolutely bewilder Francis, then that that for me will be enough to not for for it not to be a boring fight because if he just destroys him completely by wrestling him and taking him down and beating him up beating him up on the ground, that's gonna make all my thoughts about what I was thinking about this very day, you know, be finally be solved. I was like, I knew that would happen. Or Stipe can get caught because you know Stipe has gotten caught before, but when you get caught by a guy like Francis, a lot of people don't come back. That's 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 just the facts. I mean, 
like he does lack experience though. Um, other than other than um, Alistair Overeem, he's fought Orlovsky. Last shot. And you know he after that he really doesn't have a big fight. So we'll see if that matters. We'll see if if championship fight you know against if if that gets to him. I don't I don't know if that's something you expose. I mean that may be a weakness. Uh, who knows? Maybe. All you need is your jitters to be kicking in a little bit extra for you to lose a fight like that. You know what I mean? Because believe me, Stipe can knock you out. So, um, it, it, another thing is Stipe can wrestle you down, you know? So I, you're right though. I think he does have to make it, a, like you say, a boring fight. You have to use your wrestling. You have to try to get him down in your ground and pound. But fuck, good luck, man, because that dude is 250, 260 pounds. And he's probably about, what, 10% body fat? That guy is all shredded muscle at 250 pounds. Stipe is about 240, maybe. So he's a much bigger, much stronger dude. Um, so it'll be very interesting, man. I really I can't wait. I really can't wait. And, you know, same goes for Daniel Cormier versus Vulcan. I mean, that's another dude that... Vulcan. Um, no time. <laughs> No Time Vulcan. The what? His name is Vulcan No Time Ozdemir. No Time, man. <laughs> so, uh... No Time. Oh, really? Is that his, is that his nickname? No Time? Yeah, cause that's so crazy. His rise, he went from beating Ovens. I didn't even know who he was when he fought Ovens. But he fought Ovens. He beat Ovens. And he knocked out Misha. But the thing is, these people that both these guys are beating, both Francis and Vulcan, you know, Misha Serkinov, he's not going to be fighting for a title anytime soon. He did beat him. I mean, he knocked out Jimmy Manuel, but you know, Jimmy Manuel, you hit him hard enough, he'll 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 fall down. Um, for Francis, he beat. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They've beaten a bunch of not subpar guys, but they've looked good doing it, and they look dominant. But you know, for Francis, if he beats Stipe, by all means, and you know, give all the credentials, give him all the praise that everyone's thinking about. But because once he beats Francis, it's gonna go to this. Or once once he beats Stipe, okay, Stipe, but Stipe has never fought Kane at his best. So Kane versus Ngannou would be, or Kane, yeah, Kane versus Ngannou would be the next thing to make after the Stipe thing happens. For sure, that that's gotta be the thing to do. I mean, unless Brock Lesnar comes back. Imagine Brock Lesnar versus Steve, I mean, Brock Lesnar versus Francis Ngannou. That is a fight gasm. That is a fight gasm. It's really good. He's going to, you know, he's going to come back this year. So we'll see, man. I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how he feels. Have him take his time. Uh, but he said he wants to come back when he's only 100% healthy. So hopefully, um, yeah, he's about... He's about 80%, I believe. But, uh, I mean, look, if he comes back, that's going to make things very interesting. Uh, even to see Stipe versus Kane. Um, you know what I mean? Because you can't just give Kane a, a, a title shot. So, um, you know, Kane, you know, Verdum is there. I know people don't like Verdum. you got to admit, Verdum has, has basically uh, taken down most heavyweight legends from Fedor to, uh, uh, to, to uh, Nagara. So, Verdum is still there. Um, that's another dude that, that can sneak up on you and, and tap you out at any moment. So, um, yeah, man, we'll see, dude. I'm very interested to see the, uh, a lot of good fights for, for this year, definitely, man. It's going to be a crazy year as far as, um, um, you know, with the whole UFC deal. 
since who buys them? Is it going to be Fox? You know, I think they're putting on a lot more fights, so it's going to be an interesting year, man, for the UFC. All right. Any uh, any any other uh, any other things stick out? Any other any other things that you have planned for 2018? Sorry, bro, you're cutting off there. Uh, I said uh, anything, anything you, anything planned for 2018. Anything else? Any other particular fights that you're looking at before, before we, before we get out of here onto the new planet? What are you eating? Sorry, dude, I couldn't understand. No, I, I couldn't understand you. You're breaking up. I'm not eating. <laughs> oh, I heard something like crackling. I thought you were like eating something. No, I was gonna say, is there any other, any other, no. any other uh, fights that you're looking forward to that have that have been announced? Who do you have in a uh, Whitaker versus Rockhold? That's an interesting fight, man. I really like Rockhold. Um, you know, Whitaker can definitely knock anybody out um it'll be a very interesting fight i think rockhold is working extra hard i've seen um you know different posts with him and, and kane and and cormier you know training up there uh at aka so i don't know man it's really interesting to see i think his last loss against michael bisbee was a fluke um you know, michael <laughs> caught him and you know i don't i don't think it was you know his his real 100 percent effort so i like um luke um, I, yeah, I really think that it'll be an interesting fight, but I think on his feet, um, Luke is very impressive with his kicks, man. So I think, I, I think I, it's a tough one, dude. I can't put my money on it, but, uh, I think Luke will take it. So Luke Rockhold by unanimous decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, his ability to knock him out is there. I, he has great kicks. Um, you know, he has power in his punches as well. So he can go either way, man. Um, he can also, his ground up pound is ridiculous. You know, I mean, he trains with Kane and, and, and Daniel Cormier. So he's and Habib. Ground that are bigger than him. Um, so, you know, he can definitely take you down and just ground the pound the shit out of you. So I, I really like, uh, uh, Rockhold's game plan too. If, if he, if he does. The way he, uh, he, I mean, bigger banks. Uh, I mean, he, he was a, a two-division champ in, in the World Series. Uh, <laughs> see, but, uh, he was very impressive. I thought Rockhold looked very impressive this match. Um, so, yeah, man, I think, uh, I think Luke Rockhold takes it. All right. You're the guest, first guest of 2018. How does that sound? No problem, man. We'll have you on. Any, we'll have you on after all these fights, or we'll talk about it and keep up to date. And obviously, I'll still pay attention to all those articles. Cause like I said, you post some real interesting stuff. Do you do it from a computer or anything like that, or your phone, or how do you? How do you? Just my phone, Do you write articles too, or are you just? Um, if, I, if I think it's interesting, I'll, I'll 